Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is my good friend, Preetham Vishwanatha, who's the CEO of Kena, and he is revolutionizing with a startup how people learn music. Imagine being able to mix heavy metal with classic violin. So don't go away. On this week's tech news, I'm going to first talk about a hacker group called Reevil, R-E-V-I-L. They actually stole some of the latest designs for Apple's newest laptops, their MacBooks, and that's because they did it through a vendor, Quanta. So I'm going to talk about that more in Cyber Tip of the Week. In other news, Facebook actually announced that they're going to be launching a stable coin, which is a form of cryptocurrency that they hope will compete with the dollar and other cryptocurrencies like the digital renminbi in China. Coinbase, the crypto exchange that just IPO'd about a week ago, they're now losing share price because Deutsche Börse delisted the crypto exchange without much notice, greatly affecting Coinbase's ability to trade. Would you believe that the Porsche's version of an electric sports car, the Taycan, has almost surpassed their classic 911 car? So that is where their electric version of a Porsche is now about to outsell their classic version of a combustion engine car. In the last bit of news, China, which has always been very down on cryptocurrencies, made a statement this week that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are now an investment alternative. Now, this doesn't wasn't done by the government itself, but it was done by CNBC out of China, which reported that the central bank is now calling Bitcoin an investment alternative. So I'm sure as we continue to chat about cryptocurrencies and blockchain as a technology, they will be entering more and more into the mainstream and we'll continue to stay on top of that. And that's Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my special guest today is my good friend Preetham Vishwanatha. Hey, Preetham, how are you? Hey, Keith. Really appreciate hosting me here. Doing fantastic. Um, pleasant day. Um, feeling oh, yeah. good. It's great. I mean, I can see your background, uh, not visual, but I can see that it's a lovely day in California. And I happen to be in Las Vegas uh, doing some work. But Preetham, what I think is really cool, you're the CEO of Kena. But before we talk about that, uh, we've only known each other for a month, but it seems like we've known each other for years because we're both very active on Clubhouse. Oh, my God. That's uh, one phenomena which brings people closer. Um, I'm glad that I found you there. (laughs) (laughs) So just to summarize, I've been very active on Clubhouse for about three, three and a half months. Uh, Clubhouse, for those who are just hearing about it, is a viral audio social media app where People come and can give talks, can hold lectures, can just have a casual conversation. And it started a year ago in Silicon Valley as a app that a lot of venture capitalists as well as celebrities in Hollywood and sports uh, players as well. So people like MC Hammer and uh, Kevin Hart 
and uh, Tiffany Haddish. So there's just a, a lot of things that were happening to make this app go viral. Uh, in February of this year, the most downloads for this app was at 9.8 million when Elon Musk came on and actually broke the system. But right about shortly thereafter, Preetham logged in and he ended up uh, in just a couple of nights. Right after Elon Musk. <laughs> I, like, I like that introduction, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's all timely because you can talk about that. So you came in because of Elon Musk. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. So uh, Preetham has been very active on the platform, sharing a lot of his knowledge and expertise in technology subjects, especially artificial intelligence, uh, being on stage with some of the leading minds in AI and ethics. And so Preetham, so great for you to be here, not just to talk about Clubhouse, but also talk about your company, Kena. No, happy, happy to be here. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, as I said, I've, um, I was sitting on the Clubhouse invite for almost like two, three months. Uh, was just wondering what this platform's all about. I was thinking it's just another audiograph on, on top of Twitter. And then I log in. Um, maybe I heard about Elon Musk. Uh, and I thought that was another one of his publicity stunt. <laughs> but I log into Clubhouse. And uh, I think the first room, uh, probably the second room I logged into went for 55 hours. So that... Well yeah, so the first room was our weekly technology startups for musicians and creatives where you showed up for us and uh, we hung out and that probably went nine hours. And then the second room was when Professor Dakai, who's been on my show before, uh, one of the world's leading AI researchers and ethicists, um, Chinese-American, who's been a professor at the Hong Kong University of Science Technology for the last 25 years, one of the inaugural professors. Uh, he was hosting his first AI and ethics room under his club, and that went on for 55 hours. Now, just so people don't freak out, it wasn't that we were on each person consecutively for 55 hours, but you know, you, 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 you're on, you fall off, you go to sleep for a few hours, you come back on. Uh, that was the room that MC Hammer personally also uh, stayed in for 35 hours of the 55 hours. Crazy. That's where I met MC. Um, great. I mean, he, he, MC Hammer blew my mind with the amount of stuff he knows about artificial intelligence, uh, generally about consciousness and uh, all things. I and mean, he's a, he's an amazing erudite. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> that room was crazy, crazy, crazy introduction for Clubhouse. And ever since I think I uh, made a, a lot of great friends and uh, here we are with you. Oh, thank you, Preetham. Yeah, I, I mean, when you spend that much time, sometimes, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing, more time than you are with your own family because um, they're in school or they're working. Uh, you do get to meet people. And I think that's the special quality. When people ask me what's the special quality about an audio app like Clubhouse. When you do spend that much space with somebody with audio only, there isn't any visual cues. You can only judge a person by the content of what they're saying and by their voice, their tone, their inflection. And so that's where you quickly understand versus other social media platforms, um, how authentic somebody is. That's kind of the key nature of the success of being. Yeah, I think so. It eliminates the opportunity for bias um, in terms of, um, I mean, even, you, you know, of course, not many people actually look at the pictures, but there's a lot of attribution theories and implicit biases uh, when you actually bring the entire human being in front versus just trying to uh, understand and focus in terms of what the other person is saying. So that elim eliminates uh, the opportunity for bias, but it also acutely focuses certain parts of your um, neural correlates to 
uh, develop what you call as um, uh, your hearing hearing skills, right? Many people uh, lack the ability to hear. Uh, many people probably uh, lack the ability to follow um, almost uh, mo monotheistic dialogues in terms of making sure that every specific dialogue is defined and then focusing on that and understanding the, uh, the intent and the context behind that. I think in a way Clubhouse is, uh, is good for us to both be eloquent, um, taking really condensed set of uh, you know, concepts and uh, explaining it and propounding it in something really simple. I think that I believe is a great skill set uh, to have for any human being. And uh, yeah, we've, we, you know, trying to practice that uh, as much as possible. Well, thanks, Preetham. Thank you so much. Uh, love having you on Clubhouse. We now moderate several rooms a week around such topics. As we mentioned, the technology starts for musicians and creatives. Uh, we do an AI and data for entrepreneurs and investors. We have some of the leading VCs joining us and startups that are in the space of artificial intelligence and data platforming. And then Wednesdays where Dakai had his 55 hour one, and not to scare anybody, it's not always 55 hours. Uh, the AI and ethics room. So if you're curious about that, do look me up. I'm at Keith Koo on Clubhouse. Uh, Preetham, what is your handle? At V as in Victor, V as in Victor, Preetham, P-R-E-E-T-H-A-M, V-V Preetham. Great. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about more with Preetham Vishwanatha, CEO of Kena, and we're going to talk about his company and just um, all the things that he's been doing uh, inside and outside of his company and clubhouse. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, as well as Clubhouse. And I'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show is my friend, Preetham Vishwanatha, who's the CEO of Kena. Welcome back, Preetham. Appreciate it. Great to be here, as usual. Earlier in the show, we were talking about how Preetham and I met in Clubhouse and have spent hours and hours together moderating really interesting rooms around technology, artificial intelligence, and ethics. A question I have for you, Preetham, is with the rise of these competing audio apps and what you know about Clubhouse, do you think these competing audio apps will displace Clubhouse or do you think Clubhouse is gonna be just fine? Hard to say. Uh, I think uh, part of me actually tells me that Clubhouse is just gonna be fine uh, primarily because uh, one of the things about startups is to actually uh, break through and find those early adopters and Clubhouse is just <laughs> Not only found the early adopters, I think uh, it's probably trending at 10 million uh, users uh, currently, uh, independent of whether they are actually using the Agora platform or not. Uh, rest of the audio platforms need to now provide uh, something significantly different for them to actually um, provide uh, value additions on the audiograph or become an ancillary product for Clubhouse. So I think uh, Clubhouse is going to be. So that leads me then to the question around Kena. What is the hypothesis about your company, Kena? It's a great question. I think uh, when uh, there, there, there's a backstory, you know, when I was actually a kid, I used to learn uh, violin. I did that for almost like five years. This is Indian classical violin. Um, primarily, it's called the Carnatic style, uh, South Indian classical. Had one of the strictest teachers because uh, for him, Carnatic is... Um, 
uh, equivalent to music. It's divine. So any errors or any uh, you know uh, is, any misgivings is almost blasphemy. <laughs> so that's uh, that's that's my grounding in terms of music, uh, in terms of learning from a very orthodox mindset. For about thirty years, I didn't touch an instrument. That you know, well, um, you know, life, college, parties, whatever. Uh, but four years back, a friend of mine was actually sending, uh, you know, selling a Fender Stratocaster about for seventy bucks. Uh, you know, I said, "All right, Casey, I'm going to pick it up uh, off your hand." And it became a classic guitar for about three weeks. I'm a huge metalhead. I mean, Metallica, Michael Shanker, you know, Steve Vai. So that's the reason I picked up uh, the guitar from him. And then I realized that you know what, um, I need to, I need to now practice. So being a single dad, the only time is to get is uh, early in the morning or late in the night. So you cannot go to uh, you know guitar classes. Evening, you spend time with your family and friends. So try to uh, learn online. That didn't work. Uh, try to um, log into all these uh, so-called um, apps, which tries to teach you music, uh, but you have all these bouncing balls, and you know you you're done within uh, you know two or three days because they teach you twinkle twinkle little star Mary, Mary had a little lamb I'm like dude no I want to learn inner Sandman from day one the only place which allowed me to do that was YouTube so I logged into YouTube literally everything that I've learned for the past three and a half years is uh, because of YouTube but YouTube has four specific problems discovery is a challenge um, when you say I want to learn inner Sandman there are about thousand people with thousands of videos just trying to teach you inner Sandman uh, so you really don't know which is the right video. So you pick the popular video and you try to learn from that. And the popular videos usually assume that you have some grounding and some basics. Uh, so that doesn't work. Second is you cannot play back to YouTube to give a feedback. Uh, so it's not a teacher. You really need somebody to actually um, uh, you know, uh, teach you um, uh, from the perspective of where you're going wrong. Otherwise, you, you'll be stuck with uh, problem areas for life and it's hard to correct. Third is uh, you cannot, you don't have tools like practice journals, tab, you know, tabs, score sheets, and so on. Fourth is you don't have a community uh, to, you know, uh, to get back, uh, you know, paid forward or learn from the community. So this was bothering me a lot. And uh, primarily the motivation was to actually put together a platform which solves these specific four problems. That's how I started, right? And I, uh, I quit my job uh, July um, 2019. Um, you know, just took a trip to Scotland, cleared my air, came back and uh, literally within 100, 100 days, put the product, uh, built the AI, uh, the music neural graph myself, uh, of course, the first version and uh, launched the product um, uh, by uh, December uh, 2019, 2020, put the apps out by Feb 2020 and then COVID hit. Boom. But anyway, that's the backstory <laughs> of uh, the motivation behind Kena. We'll be happy to um, tell you a lot of uh, narratives uh, during 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 the process. Oh yeah, no, I want to hear it all. But uh, I am curious though, why Scotland? Why what? Scotland. Oh, hadn't been to Scotland. Um, thought it was uh, a great place to go. Um, so, <laughs> okay. no, no, no particular reason. Got it. I, I love Scotland. I, I've been there for work, and it's a fantastic place. So I just thought, where is that in the story? We got it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. So uh, what's interesting is um, I grew up in a musical family, but I, I myself did not play music because my dad, kind of similar to your story, uh, he's a very accomplished violinist uh, when he grew up in China, had a, um, a very strict, how do you, 
it's a very strict German Italian Jewish violin instructor that beat him, right? <laughs> oh and, then, and then he uh, during during the rise of uh, Mao, uh, my family had made it into Hong Kong, where my father eventually um, was going to high school, going to his undergraduate, and playing first chair in the Hong Kong Symphony. So then when he came to Berkeley, he was like, Keith, I either could have been um, I either could have been a professional starving artist or I could just do a stable thing and become an accountant and then eventually ran Kaiser's pension fund. But the funny thing is my older sister, he drilled in her both piano and violin. And so when it came to my turn, they're a little bit older. I had the choice and I actually skipped out of music completely. But as I get older, I'm very interested in music as well. So that's where I think it's fascinating because I, I totally, your story totally resonates with me in terms of how you grew up and how you didn't pick up uh, music again for many many years but now here you are yeah no i'm a th third culture kid uh, my exposure to music uh from uh, a very orthodox uh, carnatic to an absolute uh, opposite of that which is uh you know listening to sepultura pantera um i don't know anthrax and then during that journey understanding the notion of uh, musicality uh through the twiddles of Thin Lizzy or like uh, Metallica and, you know, er early days of UFO from Michael Shanker to then getting exposed to non, you know, atonal music through Stravinsky and uh, Rachmaninoff. And then almost my journey has, um, has notions of me understanding the tonality and musicality and appreciate a lot of different genres. You start with something, you start as a rebel, then you, you kind of stick to your, you know, pathways in terms of, just exploring around, you know, like hard, hard rock and metal. And then suddenly you, 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 as soon as you start understanding the notion of music and the, and the subliminal nature of it, you want to really learn everything, want to explore everything. So currently I'm like, I'm soaking in classics. I'm soaking in subgenres. I'm soaking in indie. I'm soaking in like trivium, uh, mastodon. It doesn't matter, right? I'm just soaking it in. And, and you're actively playing guitar at the same time? Yeah, I play guitar, uh, but uh, you know the 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 behavioral attributes in terms of playing actually comes in terms of what you want to immerse in, uh, and that happens to be metal and rock. So I do metal and rock compositions. Um, well, I have some compositions that's uh, on Kena, but uh, mostly these are not like albums I release publicly. These are my private collections. But yeah, I do I do play <laughs> metal guitar. That's great. Thank you again for all this. Um history and backstory. And before we get into the next segment in, in a couple of minutes, I wanted to kind of round out this segment with, so heard the history, heard your journey, launched in 20. Where are you at in terms of um, status? Are you a seed company, your startup? Where, where are you at right now? Yeah, no, fully bootstrapped. Uh, pretty much have about four people that I can take care of primarily because of my past uh, uh, fortunes, but uh, we are at a stage where we are raising. Uh, I would consider it as a seed because I'm trying to raise a small amount, not trying to go all out in terms of uh, dilution equity for people who are invested. So I would call myself the first round or seed stage. Okay. Yeah. And if they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, Preetham at kena.ai um, or, you know, super active on uh, Twitter, Clubhouse. But Preetham at Kena.ai is the best place. Great. And Preetham is P-R-E-E-T-H-A-M at K-E-N-A dot A-I. 
Uh, when we get back, we'll be more with Preetham and what's happening with Kena. If you have any questions or comments, you can also email us at info at svn.biz. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And we'll be right back with more of Preetham. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Preetham Vishwanatha, who's the CEO of Kena. Kena is a startup that is trying to transform the way people learn music. And imagine this, where you can actually mash up heavy metal with classic violin. Uh, Preetham, earlier on the show, was talking about the start of Kena, how he also ended up using Clubhouse, a viral audio app that he and I are both active in. So don't go away. On this week's cyber tip, we're going to follow up to my first story in tech news, which is that a group called R-E-V-I-L or Revel, but with a capital R, capital E, um, they are a ransomware group that's extorting Apple to pay up $50 million because they had hacked a bunch of designs from their supplier, Quanta. So just as a reminder, in my past history as an executive in technology risk, I've owned for several companies this concept of risk management for suppliers or vendors. And so this is a classic case where Quanta, who happens to be the largest laptop producer in the world, is a supplier to Apple. And allegedly, they were hacked and had the schematics of their customers' information, Apple, as well as other unnamed brands. Uh, through that hack, leaking sensitive information and also personally identifiable information. So the tip here, the scary as it sounds, the tip is always that what we say in banking, you can outsource the activity, but you can't outsource the risk. So obviously in a situation like laptops and computers, you are almost always going to go to a contract manufacturer. So you really have to trust that contract manufacturer, but you don't always know their systems or their security protocols. And so it's always best to ask them to do audits on them and to request that information if you have the wherewithal to do that. Of course, a smaller company doesn't have as many opportunities, but large companies like Apple, like Facebook, like Cisco and others should be exercising the same controls that banks do, the world I came out of, in order to ensure that their suppliers are just as safe as they are. And that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with my friend, Preetam Vishwanatha, who is the CEO of Kena. Earlier in the show, we talked about Preetam's love of music and how he is developing a app, Kena.ai, which launched in 2020. Uh, we're going to hear more about that. But just a reminder, we also talked about Preetam and his uh, landing into the viral audio app Clubhouse, where he and I met and have spent hours and hours uh, moderating together many different rooms on technology, artificial intelligence, uh, musicians, and art. So welcome back, Preetam. Thank you for hosting me, Keith. Really appreciate being here. So in the last segment, we just started talking about uh, where you're at, a seed stage company, Kena. Uh, the hypothesis around Kena, how is it being used today? I mean, I think different than a lot of startups, you have a product that's already in use and adopted with, I believe, over 100,000 users. What is that? How is that happening? Oh, oh, one user at a time. But uh, the story uh, started, as I said, with uh, trying to uh, help 
build a better practice routine for people who want to learn music. The hypothesis was based on, you know, it is music, music or musicality uh, is based on two specific contagion. One is uh, what you call as an emotional contagion. Another one is what you call as a behavioral contagion. By that, what I mean is, unless you, you know, immerse yourself into the emotion of music, you'll never be able to be a good musician. So if you are, if you want to be a best jazz player, you want to immerse yourself into a lot of jazz. If you want to be a best metal player, you want, you have to immerse first. So that's the aspect of understanding musicality. It's very hard to teach. It's something that you have to immerse and build uh, your neural correlates around that. But the second aspect is what I call as a behavioral contagion. By that, uh, it's uh, it's akin to you know you may you may as a kid you might land up uh, growing with the first language like you might land up growing learning Chinese or in my case Canada or you know whatever so Russian but that doesn't guarantee that you will know how to read or write music is something similar to that you might immerse yourself and understand the musicality from an ear training perspective but if somebody gives you a guitar and say now play it <laughs> you're like what do you mean play it I cannot play it so akin to reading or writing you need to develop that music muscles. And the, and, the, and the ground truth there was, how do you now be, build an app which actually builds stickiness around practice, not around learning? Because by the virtue of practice, you learn. By the virtue of immersion, you learn. So the first set of app, uh, first set of features within the app that was built is uh, a Strava-like interface, which allows you to start and stop and record yourself. And uh, pretty much, we give you feedback on that recording. Uh, when I say we, it's the artificial intelligence that's actually built around saying, how's your tone? Uh, how's your card progressions? How's your rhythm? How's your tempo, your time signatures? So uh, people started engaging with that. That's you know pretty much that's how we started uh, building our... Now we have carefully separated the aspect of uh, building your routines from the aspect of uh, asking for assessment. So now you can actually go to a you know, sheet music section play like a Vivaldi or, you know, as I said, a Rachmaninoff or a, or a Fioretti, say, from a Beethoven. And we can give you feedback at, you know, your triplets, your polyrhythms, uh, literally your, your eighths and your sixteenths, and say, you know, not only give you feedback in terms of uh, how you're doing, but also give you feedback in terms of what to do as a human-like feedback, um, all built using uh, AI, but, uh, you know, loads and loads and loads of uh, survey and interviews with experts, um, you know, pianists, uh, guitarists, and so on. So that is how people are using currently. And uh, we have a lot more fun stuff that we're going to load. There's, um, there's, I mean, we're building circles uh, similar to Clubhouse. So you can now uh, start musicians, aspiring musicians can now start forming groups uh, or circles uh, within Kena. They can come, we are, we're building an audiograph for conversations uh, inspired by Clubhouse, but very, very tight-knit community and adding all aspects of the ability to have a conversation by bringing in, by invoking a sheet music, by invoking some amount of chats, everything that's missing in Clubhouse for a musician, right? We were saying, okay, why is it missing? Because, of course, it's a least common denominator platform, but Kena is not a least common denominator platform. We can actually now make it specific to musicians and build the platform to accommodate uh, everything that a musician needs and who knows maybe tomorrow you can go mint uh, an, an nft uh if if, if we uh if you choose to do so uh, that's that's where we are <laughs> that's another kind of thank you thanks for the explanation uh how do people get the app to just download it from the app store 
Uh, it's 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 hard. I mean, you can go and search for Kena Opus, uh, K-E-N-A uh, space Opus, O-P-U-S. Um, at, you know, the first hit is Kena Opus. Uh, that's how they can go. I mean, we are available both on Android and uh, iOS, uh, and we are also a desktop app. So if you don't want to use it um, on an app, um, you can uh, or, or or your iPad, you can just uh, you know fire up uh, opus.kena.ai, and uh, pretty much the app is available or the application is available for you to play. Great. And is there a, a fee for this? It's completely free. We don't intend to monetize on it for, for a good amount of time. Uh, my hypothesis, and this has always been my hypothesis, uh, independent of me being an executive in previous organizations or the philosophy actually being extended to Kena, is until you find an absolute value health matrix, a matrix which actually drives significant value for the consumer and the stickiness, the curve uh, as, as, as the access for that matrix, uh, it's a disservice uh, to charge the consumer and that philosophy is extended to Kena as well. So it's going to be free. Uh, and we're going to enable what you call as a marketplace opportunity for a creator economy, for people to come and make money. So if the musicians make money, then we make money. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be free. Oh, wow. That's a, a good model. And so in terms of creator economy, once uh, the platform is developed a little bit more, people have the opportunity to monetize their work. And that's where Kena will make money. That's smart. So then uh, what's next uh, in terms of where Kena is headed right now? Well, we, we, we have a hundred years <laughs> of work to do, hundred years with, uh, you know, a thousand people. Uh, but I think um, we're taking one, one prioritization step at a time. Uh, as I said, what we're working on right now is a concept called circles. Uh, we want to ensure that um, musicians can come and jam and uh, can come, on, come and use all the utilities that we have built, the arpeggios, the score sheets, um, free uh, video uploads, the audiograph that we are building, and an ability to create an opportunity for these musicians to make money. So we are on the path to actually enable uh, monetization opportunity as a marketplace for musicians. Uh, that's the next focus. Uh, and I think we are doing a reasonably good job in terms of uh, being on top of our, uh, of our product roadmap. And uh, hopefully within a month or two, you're going to see some significant changes uh, on the creator economy side. Thank you. That's that's really good. Um, how much technology is behind it? Because yeah, I know you're an AI expert, but how much is in the under the hood of Kena? Surprisingly, <laughs> I took almost like first three to six months just building some things under the hood and ignoring the user user interface, right? So I and and that's primarily a strength and a weakness. So you land up starting with what you're good at, <laughs> and what I was good at is uh, primarily artificial intelligence. So I didn't I didn't sit and build um, you know UX or the uh, what people call as uh, artificial intelligence through PowerPoints. Who's <laughs> just this is real. If you go to our assessment section at scale, you will see what we're talking about uh, in terms of how detailed oriented it is in pro providing that feedback, both from uh, musical analysis perspective, which might be interesting for uh, sound engineering uh, and sound theorists, and also from a pedagogy perspective in terms of our ability to verbalize that feedback, which can be understood by 11-year-old. So uh, we are, we, I mean, we, when we say we're building a music graph, we are building a music graph, and it is, it's real. Is this uh, Kena only for guitars or for any other instruments? 
or you know, we work for 47 instruments as of today. So we have the ability to actually uh, apply our technology to understand the timber or the timbre, as you call it, the envelope, uh, the tone of uh, uh, um, many instruments. Uh, we are purposefully trying to uh, be uh, in the space of what you call a single instrument uh, because that's how learning happens. We are keeping away uh, from uh, orchestra or symphonic uh, melodies where you have multi-instrument um, opportunities. Uh, that will be probably something that we'll venture into once we uh, nail the expression graphs around single instruments. Uh, that's where pedagogy and teaching actually comes into play. Um, we're also working on uh, some uh, cool cool concepts around uh, helping uh, composers uh, compose music. Uh, that's under research, uh, not worth discussing right now. We're gonna probably, that research has a, has a, a time lag of about, year, about a year or so, but I think we are making significant progress on uh, compositional architectures as well. All right. Well, Preetham, uh, thanks again for being here. Um, wanted to close off on talking about Kena before we get into the final segment, the pivot, which you'll also be on. But I did want to remind uh, folks that you are a seed stage company. If they're interested in learning more or possibly being an investor to come to reach out to you at Preetham, P-R-E-E-T-H-A-M at Kena, Kena, K-E-N-A dot A-I. You can also email us at info at svn.biz. Uh, Preetham, so great to have you on today. Hey, appreciate it, Keith. Really, it's awesome to be here. So when we come back, more of Preetham on the pivot. Uh, email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, or find me and Preetham together on Clubhouse. And I'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. My special guest today has been Preetam Vishwanatha, who's a good friend. He is the CEO of a startup, Kena.ai. Please download the podcast so you can hear what we chatted about earlier about what his company is doing and being very innovative on how people can learn how to play music and to integrate that with other modalities. Uh, hey, Preetam, welcome back. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you hosting. So we're now in the segment called The Pivot. We're talking about the future. We're talking about change. I wanted you to talk about how are musicians embracing technology and how is that affecting them in their art? Well, that's a, that's a fantastic question. That's what keeps me uh, awake, uh, alive, and kicking uh, every night. I personally feel that the, 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 the aspects of um, you know, music production composition and even collaboration um, is changing or has already changed uh, significantly. Now, uh, you, you are like disintermediating uh, a lot of publishers, you're disintermediating uh, labels, you're disintermediating um, you know, music companies uh, who are out there trying to control your IPR and legal. And publishers and uh, you know, composers um, primarily are sitting, I mean, especially because of COVID, they're sitting in their house, they're, you know, back room, uh, their backyard in, the, you know, in a small small place and taking care of, you know, um, mastering music. They're taking care of, uh, you know, composing and editing. Sound editing has become, uh, you know, um, easier and easier uh, with the Pro Tools, uh, you know, uh, cutting uh, the final master copy, uh, you know, with, uh, with the help of a good amount of AI tools uh, has become easier. 
production and distribution, like you can now sit in a place and just go ahead and push a button and uh, publish it to not just the Spotify's of the world, but almost like hundred different uh, locations uh, with a single push. So that economy is uh, is uh, you know bearing some good, good amount of fruits. What is missing in that economy is you you should already be an accomplished uh, musician. You should already be an accomplished composer and a publisher. And then you should have a willingness to actually learn uh, some amount of tools to do this publishing. So that's where uh, Kena actually comes in. And we are uh, helping uh, in terms of learning uh, the pre-skills that is required for you to actually cut your composition, right? The next thing that we're doing is, you know, if it takes about six to eight weeks for you to work on your compositions uh, for, let's say, one, uh, one piece, we're going to do compositional assistant using, uh, you know, artificial music intelligence to say, hey, here are three different uh, you know, aspects of uh, composition in your own style that allows you to actually go ahead and uh, cut down an eight-week work to a three-week work. So that is the area that Kena is moving into. That's the area where creator economy is moving into. And uh, this serious disintermediation and the ability to actually mint an NFT and the direct-to-consumer opportunity of taking this NFT and awarding that and building services around that NFT um, is where the, where the industry is moving. And uh, I think we want to ride that wave uh, as part of Canada. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, certainly we've had many conversations around disintermediation, especially in a post-COVID world. As artists realize, artists have really struggled during the lockdown. We've met quite a few of them on Clubhouse, and they're talking about how much these labels take in terms of um, upfront fees, the cost of distribution. So I think it's great the work that you're doing with others the question I have, though, is how do you break the stranglehold of that distribution where it's all about reach um, so people can get the eyeballs and then they can interact and then, you know, make the payments to download the art? How, do, how does it work with Kana and other platforms that you're going to be able to help artists with that? I think it's already happening. The, the publisher cloud is already broken primarily because of the ability to digitize and push to Spotify's uh, the high hearts of the world. So that's where the highest cloud was in terms of supply aggregation. Uh, but that's cloud being digitized and that cloud, the disintermediation on the publishing at least uh, being broken down is now moving towards um, IPR and royalty. So by the virtue of using blockchains the, uh, and uh, as I said, the mintable platforms, the IPR and royalty and uh, the ownership uh, aspect is getting disintermediated uh, by actually using uh, decentralized platforms. Now, if these two are dis, uh, disintermediated, the next um, work uh, that is coming uh, to fruition is the ability to actually uh, find a com uh, you know a composer, a musician, like a drummer or a guitarist anywhere in the world. Uh, so the online discovery platforms to jam uh, and collaborate uh, is getting disintermediated. So you don't really need to actually find another musician uh, only in LA, only in let's say Paris or so on and so forth. And the last thing that we can are trying to intermediate is the aspect of really uh, helping you in that uh, compositional uh, notion, right? So we would like to disintermediate that last piece, which is what we call as the, the final frontier in terms of uh, compositional assistance. So I think it, the, the, the pathway is about, you know, the runway is about, you know, five years uh, for eventually moving the complete power and shift that to the creator economy. But uh, we are already seeing that happen. Audiographs are being disintermediated. And uh, eventually, pedagogy and musicology will get disintermediated. When that happens, we, we want to be, we want to have a lion's share. 
Well, fascinating. Thank you, Preetham. Thanks again for being on the show today. I appreciate it, Keith. Hey, thanks, man. Um, always happy to um, hear the Silicon Valley Insider shows. Um, so fortunate that you hosted me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for what Kena and how we're going to disrupt established business models. So definitely we'll have you back on. Have a good one, man. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Q. Special guest today is Preetham Vishwanatha, CEO of Kena, expert in artificial intelligence and passionate about changing the world through education and music and actually creating a platform for creators and a creator economy to get more out of their art financially. If you have questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. You can always listen in to conversations Preetha and I are having in Clubhouse. And I will see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 